0: Welcome to A Christian Podcast. We are not professionals. We are not scripted. We are just perfect, sinful, struggling Christians on our pursuit to truth. The views on the topics discussed are not those of any affiliation tied to the podcast or external persons involved. They are solely the views of the individuals.
1: Welcome to A Christian Podcast. I'm here with my friend Ken at the chant. um, He's a pastor. Um, I went to his church for... A few years, and I guess, Ken, um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you came to faith in, in God and uh, your role, and how you got to the point of faith where you're at now?
0: Sure thing. So, my name is Ken, and I'm in my early 40s, married, got three kids. When it comes to issues of Christianity, I grew up in the church, grew up in a, I would call it probably a fundamentalist church, and uh, survived somehow. Uh, had a really radical experience with God when I was 16 years old. That's a whole long story, but I was living, living in a different city from my family. I was living in Washington, D.C., and just had this uh, encounter with God one night, and it radically changed my life. We were talking earlier about experiences, and from there, just really looking for, okay, what, it's one thing to have you know goosebumps. It's one thing to have a feeling, but then, okay, what is the, what is the truth behind this? And explored that for a while. I had every intention of going into politics. I really had um, some things have been laid out for me, and uh, kind of plans got changed. Ended up going to a Bible college down in Florida, and uh, then ended up doing my master's degree at a college in Pennsylvania. Moved to Fremont in 2006 to start a church that in and of itself could be a whole podcast. Uh, why we would move to uh, Fremont, but uh, started Journey Church. Our, our grand opening was March of 2007, and um, that's brought us to this to this place. So, like on this
1: episode, like I just kind of wanted to do kind of like a little more explanation of, uh, I guess, the topic of grace because I feel it's so much interpretations of what grace is and what it should look like and um, I guess like in your opinion what what do you what what is grace I guess
0: yeah well the the classic definition is God's unmerited undeserved kindness love compassion demonstrated toward us who are um, undeserving I guess is is how how that definition would go Um, we were talking just a few minutes ago talking about uh, comparative religions and and uh, what separates Christianity from other religions. And it reminds me of a story. I'm, I might not get the details right, but uh, supposedly, I think this was quoted in Philip Yancey's uh, book, What's So Amazing About Grace, which, by the way, if someone's wanting to really explore grace, have you, have you read that? I haven't, no. Oh, man, it's such a, um, you know, it's, it's not academic at all. It's really um, accessible. Anybody in your audience who, maybe even those who don't like to read, I think they would really enjoy it. Um, but probably one of the one of the most transformative books for me on the issue of grace Philip Yancey. what's so amazing about grace i think he's the one who tells the story about um c.s lewis was at oxford and i know you're a huge c.s lewis fan right Mm -hmm. and uh i i think this was um uh, i'm not sure you know the exact year the exact situation but there had been a conference going on and uh, it was a bunch of christian scholars and and um, C.S. Lewis had been invited, but he was busy and really had only come in a few times. But he comes walking into the room and he asks them, "Well, what are you guys discussing right now?" And they said, "Well, we're we're talking about what is the difference between Christianity and all these other world religions." And I may be getting this story totally wrong, but oh, <laughs> but but supposedly what C.S. Lewis uh, he said, "Well, that's that's easy. You can you can explain that in one word. It's the word grace." And this idea that for so many world religions, you know, how do we have access to God or this higher power or this divinity? How can we know that we can have an afterlife or experience paradise or whatever you would call it? And you know, it's, it always comes down to works. It always comes down to, well, hopefully, I've done enough to earn it. You know, to and and yet Christianity, in it, at least from the biblical form, is that it's it's not what I do; that it's what Christ has done, and which is his grace, right? Um, undeserved, unmerited uh, kindness. So, you know, I I, I think that's kind of um, that that helps me.
1: One of the reasons why I think this topic is important in general is because, like, even myself, I grew up Catholic and then I was atheist for a long time, and then even mm-hmm. coming back into Christianity in general, I found that even though, like, I guess um, my heart, my my in my. I guess in my mind I was accepting grace for what it was but in my heart I never could accept grace until um, to me it was kind of like a radical dream that I had that made me accept what it was through kind of being um, being purely I, I could purely see what it was and accepted it in a way that I couldn't unless God showed it to me why do you think it's so difficult for people to accept a gift because like grace is kind of like the the idea of Of like uh, like I can't remember like Paul says somewhere um, he uses two different Greek uh, words that means like pretty much grace grace or like Mm -hmm. the gift gift and so like the 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 thought of this isn't only like like a gift it's a gift gift like it's like the graciest (laughs) graciest grace (laughs) that you can get
0: Um, so like like
1: why do you think that's so difficult for people to accept and not try to earn?
0: Yeah, I think. Well, let me back up and uh, let me let me paint a picture this way. So, we one of our, one of my favorite outreaches that we do as a church is called a twisted car wash, and uh, this is going to seem nothing, but but I'm am going somewhere with this. So so we will um, hold up signs that say dollar car wash, and people drive in and we wash the car. And if they try to give us the money at the beginning, we say, hey, we'll we'll deal with that at the end. And and when we get to the end and they go to give us the money, we say, no, 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 you didn't understand. This is a a twisted car wash. We're gonna give you a dollar for the honor of washing your car. And I'm always amazed at the responses. In fact, it's almost split right down the middle. You have the people who, I mean, I've had great big 300 pound guys get out of their cars and hug us crying. Thank you so much. And Marco, it's a dollar. Yeah. I, mean, it's, 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 I mean, you're talking about grace, grace, you know, gift, gift. I mean, this is this is not that. This is just um, a and, dollar. And, and, you know, I mean, some people are just blown away. But there is probably almost 50% who have a complete opposite reaction. And that is of, like, trying to force the money into our pockets of, you're not going to pay me, you know, you just washed my car. There's no way you're going to now give me a dollar. Like, it, it's a fence. It is um and i think i've really spent a lot of time trying to drill down like what is going on there and i think it's pride i think it's um this american i I think you especially see this in the u.s and in western nations where we you know part of our ethos is this idea of pulling myself up by my bootstraps and i'm going to make things happen and and so when somebody else tries to come and give me you know maybe they think of it as a handout or they think of it you know, there is a fence. There's this great pride of, no, you're not. I was actually pulling in to try to help you, and you're not going to turn it around and now try to help me. Like, I, I guess that's the closest that I can come to what is going on there. And I'm sure, I'm sure someone, you know, who has way more Bible knowledge than me or experience would, could explain it in a different way. But for me, that's where I go to. Why don't people receive grace? I think it kind of goes against that whole mentality right like I can do this on my own I don't need anybody to help me so
1: like why be good if Mm. grace is already accepted if you accepted
0: well I guess it comes down to motivation like why why am I being good why am I doing good Mm -hmm. and because I can be doing extraordinary things we know Paul writes in first Corinthians chapter 13 you know that, that you can you can do all these things you can you can prophesy and yet if you don't have love like it's all for nothing, right? And I think we've all known enough people, and your listeners probably have known people who they do the right things, but it's out of a motivation of self-promotion, or it's out of a motivation to somehow earn God's love, and so so it it rings it rings hollow. Um, you know, it goes back to there's in theology there's people who try to pit the apostle James against Saint Paul, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, because I'll say that Paul is all about grace and James is all about works and, but James makes a point in James chapter two, he says, he says, so you say that you have faith in God. And he said, well, and he, he's almost mocking. He's almost like, yeah. he, cause he's like, well, well good for you, you know, because even the demons in hell, you know, believe in God and, and yet um, it hasn't affected them. It hasn't changed them. And he says, so if you say that you have faith, it should be evident in your works. And and so I think that I think what happens is if I have truly received this gift of grace, if I've come to the place, you know, faith is a complete trust, a complete reliance in the character of God and the in the word of God. If I've truly come to this place, then I re, there really should be evidence. My life really should begin to change. There should be a difference in how I respond to others. And how I um, see others, and and that really is the fruit, right? That I have had this experience, which which helps us because we've all been in churches. Well, maybe maybe not all of your listeners, but you and I have been in churches where there's that guy who has been. I'm using air quotes here a christian um, for 40 50 years and they're the meanest sob in the church and you know people will tell you marco don't don't go near him like he is brutal right and yet he will claim that he's been a christian for 40 years and yet there, there's no fruit right there's no love yeah there's no peace there's no patience and so for me i question and i know i'm not supposed to do this but i'm like have you really experienced grace mm. like have you really experienced um you know this? overflow of God's love toward you and you really have a complete trust in God's character and in his um and in his word and and really Jesus told us the story of this in Luke chapter 15 you know the prodigal son right mm-hmm. and what, which is a great story of grace mm-hmm. but the back end the part that we never really talk about is the older son at the end right and which that is the part that really, I mean, and I challenge if your listeners don't know anything I'm talking about when I say the prodigal son, you should, you should read this. It's an extraordinary story of grace. But at the end, there's this older son who is ticked and miffed that the father would give grace to this younger son who has blown it and who has been a complete jerk. And, and, and I, think, I think for a lot of people, it's that older son mentality of well, why didn't I, you know, why didn't you express this kind of love to me? Well, I have been all along. Everything I had was yours and and you didn't get it. Grace and faith exist together in a biblical sense. You have
1: to have faith in the grace. Ephesians two eight. Uh, for by grace we are saved through faith and mm-hmm. not of yourself. It is the gift of God. Yeah, like it seems like through everything that Paul says, it's kind of very specifically those two are tied together. But it's like, you are saved by the faith, but your faith in what? Your faith in the grace of God and in Jesus and, and the, the salvation of kind of going through Him.
0: That's this really astute because I think sometimes we talk about faith in really nebulous, like um, kind of out there terms, but faith always has an object, right? And so in, in in the context that we're talking about, the faith is in the grace of God, the kindness of God, the love of God, the compassion of God, you know, all those words. Jesus is so tied to the
1: the word grace, um, like mm. in, in John 1, one fourteen, 14, mm. um, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us as we beheld his glory and the glory of the only begotten of the Father, f- uh, full of grace and truth. Mm. Him being full of grace and full of truth. Um, I think it's a cool way to kind of look at Jesus is kind of being those those truths of like truth, not only truth, but also like of the the mercy of God. Like
0: Well and what's what's shocking about that is if you if you read, he John actually says that twice within a span of I think like four verses, which um, you know, in, in the Greek, just like in the Hebrew, there was no underlining, there was no mm-hmm. italics or bold. It's it's a way of when something is repeated, it's kind of like a, hey, reader, really lean in, really pay attention to this. But this idea that Uh, that Jesus is truth and you know all of your Christian listeners would go oh yeah amen right but but that he is so he's full of truth but he's also at the same time 100 percent full of grace and um man I'm so glad I'm so glad he is you know because I mean yeah I need truth I need to be able to see you know the the fact that I've got snot hanging out of my nose you know truth is that mirror right it shows me the state of what i really look like you know there's what i think that i look like yeah. and then there's a the reality when i look into a mirror and i go oh crap um but that but so truth you know is that it's undeniable it's reality right but but then there's this grace that that takes me to a place that that i couldn't get on my own
1: i was reading a c.s lewis book uh just recently i think letters to malcolm and how he was talking about how. I think it was that book. <laughs> My, I, read, I read a ton of his books, so it might not be that one. But there was a part where he talks about how God withholds ourselves from seeing truly who we are. Because mm. um, he said if we were to, if that were ever to be revealed who we actually were, we would be pretty much discussed and kind of just very overwhelm, overwhelmingly <laughs> see the truth and how terrible we are mm. as, as humans and as people. Um, especially when we see, if we see, if we were to see what God sees within ourselves as, mm-hmm. as other people and see the hearts and the thoughts in our, in our minds and in our hearts, I think that we would quickly realize that we have no kind of room to, uh, to aid, I think, judge anyone else. <laughs> uh, but also, mm-hmm. like, I think that the, the idea of trying to earn your way into the presence of God when God is accepting of nothing but pure, there's only one way to to grace and to get to god
0: well yeah i mean he he jesus at one point looks at his disciples and he says hey your your righteousness needs to surpass that of the pharisees which you know i'm sure they're they're looking going well who's more holy than the pharisees right i mean in their minds growing up the pharisees were the epitome of like righteousness but what jesus is saying is is I mean I think this is the whole point of his sermon on the mount you know Matthew Matthew chapter 5 through 7 or chapter 8 I don't I don't have it in front of me but is he's trying to make the point that you are screwed you know you are um you know, the law says that, you know, you can't commit adultery. But I say, if you look at a woman with lust in your which to which every, you know, uh, red-blooded male, and it goes, oh crap, you know, like, I screwed that one up. Or, you know, his, he says, you know, the law says don't commit murder. I say, you know, if you've ever called someone an idiot, you know, you're guilty of, well, you know, I, I did that today on the way to work, you know, and driving, you know, like, but I, I don't think, I, th- I think what Jesus is saying is, you're more screwed up than what you think. You know that you are more sin-stained and sin-covered than what you. I mean, I'm just echoing what you just said. I mean, totally agree with that. And it's why it's why we need that grace because um, we we are worse than what we, and we don't want to think that. Especially like we were mentioning earlier. You know, in American culture, like I want to think that I'm good. You know, I'm good. I'm I've I've been a good person. Like but have you really you know like have i really no i have not Uh, in actuality we'll never be worthy of god
1: Mm. ever so like we have to come to him the way we are and accept that he's accepted us because he's told us he's accepted us and accept his word for truth if we truly believe he is the the god of the bible god of the old and new testament so if god tells me that i came here so so you guys can live through me and like mm. be able to be in the presence of God. Um, I have to, I have to A, either accept that for what it is and trust that Jesus is not lying about mm. who he is uh, and who sent him and where he is from. <laughs> and, or I could deny that and mm. just kind of be like, well, I kind of agree with Jesus, God, but also I think I should probably work for this as well. Even like the way Paul kind of, I don't know, like I see a bunch of, and it's a hard balance because I feel, and that's what Romans is telling too, is like, it's like the argument of like, accepting grace through faith, but also they're like, what does this mean that we don't have to obey by the law? And he's like, no, like, that's not what I'm saying at all. Like, and and many people look at Christianity and being like, well, you guys just believe in faith without works. that's dumb. But we're like, no, there's works, but it's the works of a, like, it's a sense of a changed heart. Like, it's a, is it a morally changed heart? Is it truly changed? Like, mm-hmm. is your heart truly changed morally? Or is it like a restricted heart? Is it something mm-hmm. that you are only doing because this is what you're supposed to do and why you're supposed to do it? Um, but I think that the, the result of a changed heart of someone who has been in contact with God. Um, and built that intimate relationship with God, I feel like there's nothing, there's no other result but being a better person Mm. um, and more loving and more accepting person. With me, that's how I kind of gauge. I know we're not supposed to judge people, but that's how I gauge if someone is Christian or not, is like, Mm. is this person a better person than what he was before he was a Christian? Mm. Like, is he more loving? Is he more accepting? And if he's not those things, then I'm like, that's an immature Christian to me. Mm. That's someone who hasn't figured it out yet. Um, and many people think that salvation is a mathematical equation of like, yeah. and, and and I don't think people take into consideration the the bigness of God, I guess. So like the amount of personalization towards every single person. I think I went super far off from grace. But no, 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 <laughs> no. I
0: think, but to one of the one of the points that you made goes back to this issue that we talked about earlier of motivation, right? And um, I was just reminded, I was reading through an old journal, literally this morning, and it was this time when my son was nine years old. And in the, in the journal entry I wrote, and I, had, I don't even remember this, but it, I journaled it, so it must have been true, that um, Kyle on this one particular evening had just been acting really good and really nice to people. And I talked about us going to Bob Evans, and he was very polite to the server, and when we left, he was holding the door open for these people behind us. And, and I remember thinking like, wow, like something's really clicked for him. Like he's really getting it, like he's so polite. And so we, we get home and he says, um, hey, I wanna buy this video game. And I said, well, no, you know, we're not, we're not gonna get this video game. And he like threw this tantrum and he says, you mean I've been being nice all night for nothing? and uh and it like i think sometimes that's how we are with god like it's this you said earlier like this formula you know if i do a plus b plus c then god owes me Mm -hmm. d right and um you know my son was trying to manipulate you know he was if i am really good for a whole night then maybe my dad will get me this video game and you know i can laugh at that and kind of mock that but yet i think that i am guilty and probably most of us are, are way too guilty especially within you know, religious circles of treating God that way. I believe it's in Romans where he says like if you were to do
1: works then you're accepting a wage mm. instead of grace. So like kind of like the idea of like yeah. if you're working towards something then the idea of grace isn't even a thing like you're yeah. just not, no longer grace it's no longer a gift gift. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's pretty interesting because like a simple word a simple thing as, as grace for instance seems to entails so much more especially within in the Christian faith because like I mean like what is tied to grace? Like is it like it's the the faith that we have faith within grace but what is grace? Grace is the salvation that we have freely. It's a gift and so like if we're doing good good things for mm. uh, like a, pr- a prize or are we doing good things because it feels good because like we're a different person because like that pleases us because like it pleases the father Not that we're doing it like specifically for the father but that Jesus is so Mm -hmm. living in us that we are doing things that he would do um and I think just trying to because like I mean I think you'd agree that there's a ton of very uh air quote air quotations of people with many spiritual gifts as far as like Mm -hmm. being charitable and all Mm -hmm. these other things that aren't saved like they don't know jesus mm-hmm. so like i feel like they th- you can and do good things you can be a, a technically a good person and uh, it's just, uh, of course jesus says like there's no one that's good <laughs> but like anyways like you could be yeah. uh, what we would call a good person and not know god and so i think like it's a takes a self a way more self-examination than just being able to see someone doing good things because there's Mm. bad people who have a terrible heart who do good things because of guilt Mm. and so I think it's kind of I don't know like I I guess I'll just like leave off with like um, grace is a a very personal thing that you got to check to see if you're living by the faith of grace or if you're living by the faith of works Uh, like is it are you Mm. accepting jesus for his words and who he was and who he said he was and the the payment of him um paid in full for us so um are you kind of being like oh yeah he's he paid some of it but like i got to pay the Mm. rest um that that aspect of it but um any closing uh, words? I guess put you on the spot.
0: <laughs> no, just that this has been so much fun, and I always love my conversations with you. This one was just uh, weird having a microphone attached to me, but uh, I love you, appreciate you what you're doing, and and I love these conversations. And thank you, thank you for doing this. I appreciate
1: it. Yeah, um, thanks for for hanging out. Um, thanks for listening to a Christian podcast. Um, Hope you uh, enjoyed this episode um, with Ken. And uh, if you'd like to hear any other topics, uh, email me at uh, achristianpodcast at gmail.com. Um, thanks for listening. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to A Christian Podcast. It is our prayer that you will find comfort and intimacy with Jesus Christ, dive into scripture, ask questions, fall in love with the truth that is in Christ.